0: Welcome to the Music Gardeners' Almanac, where we explore the roots and fruits of everybody music. Through conversations with movers and shakers around the world, we discover how these roots and fruits intertwine with all aspects of our lives in the common ground we all share.
1: Everybody, music.
0: It's us. Whenever I listen back to these podcasts, I think of all kinds of things I wish I said or didn't say. And that is kind of what these podcasts are all about learning from conversation and learning how to talk about difficult things. And as you know, in my world, this applies to musical conversations and. As you know, all conversations are musical. Every one of these conversations feels more that way than the one before. And this one with Jaden King is no different. I won't mention the things I wish I said or didn't say because I want you to give me your ideas. What do you wish I said or didn't say? And if you want a deeper understanding of how I feel about music, Just apply everything that Jaden said about God and Jesus to how I feel about music. Enjoy the listening. All right, so uh, right now, everybody, hello everybody, we got Jaden King
2: here with us. Hey there, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really great, man, because, uh, okay, here's my side of the story. Okay? And right. then you can tell your side. Okay. Okay? So, my side is that we play at the, at the Square every Saturday, from 5 to 6, by the way, in Prescott. Um, and we sing these songs. It's called, now we're calling it, Sing Our Metamorphosis. And we're, ch- you know, it's songs like, uh, you know, ch- the challenge, the status quo, songs that... Uh, support people in change mm-hmm. and and they also express like you know the ones of us that are organizing it we talk a lot about which songs we're we're going to do and so they do tend to be biased towards our you know what yeah. we care about what we uh see as important exactly yeah but the thing is is that <clears throat> um you know i mean i i feel like uh all one of one of the tenets of like what we're doing is that all of our beliefs fit together. You know, it's like kind mm-hmm. of there's a mosaic of all these beliefs. And it doesn't matter how extreme they are. Yeah. There's con, there's, there's relationships with these beliefs and yeah. our you know, personal truths. So like we're doing this thing and there's one song, and do you remember what the first song when you first came up to us? You had your guitar on your back and you were going somewhere with your guitar. And it was a gospel-based song.
2: Yeah, I think it was This Little Light of Mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was This Little Light of Mine. And, you know, we do this thing where, like, you you, you change
0: the words, like Mm -hmm. you say. Like I, I, I said, like, if you don't think my truth is true... I'm going to let it shine. Yeah. And we just make up stuff. Yeah. And you came up and what did you say?
2: Man, I forget. I think it was something like, if my Savior comes for me or when my Savior comes for me, something like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. That's, I was trying to remember. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was Savior. Yeah. So like, I, I really appreciated that, that you just like, really like spoke your truth there, you Mm -hmm. know, and you know, and I've been thinking as I as I do this stuff more and more that like I've been thinking like <coughs> that me. music is my savior. Yeah, and I appreciate that you appreciate that I have a different perspective on what it means to be saved and whatever. Yeah, you know, like um, I feel like it's a constant unfolding. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm saved. Every day. Yeah. You know. So uh, I just like, and then you told me about all you said was that you used to carry, I think.
2: Yeah. And I got the sense, like, I don't know, like, did you have a lot of guns? Um, no, I, I was too poor for that. But I did have, uh, like, at a Glock 19, just like an everyday carry. And I loaded it up with hollow points, which you only use those if you're going to, use it for self-defense, so...
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Because I thought they did a lot of destruction. Right? Yeah,
2: hollow points explode on impact. So basically, if you shoot the torso, it's an instant kill.
0: Okay, so I thought that they were really designed to kill.
2: Yeah, they are, yeah.
0: Oh, I see, and that's what, yeah. where the self-stuff... Yeah. So. But I mean, in self-defense, let me just mm-hmm. ask you as long as we're talking about this. Um,
2: in self-defense... Couldn't you just, like, shoot the person's legs? So I've been in some self-defense, like, situations before, and they're over in, like, six seconds. So you're trained to aim for, like, the biggest part of the body, which is the torso. Like, it, like sh- trying to shoot a leg would kind of be... Risky. It would be risky and hard because, like, you got to make sure the first shot counts. But, yeah, yeah like, that's basically... The laws of self defense is make sure your first shot counts because you're not guaranteed another.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is brilliant. So, like, um, and that's the reason for the hollow. Yeah. I was going to say hollow bodies. Yeah. Well, about that, the, that's
2: they're a called guitar. That too, yeah. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Hollow body bullets. But, um, yeah, hollow points with them. I mean, I got them. Like, I only had two magazines full of them on me at a time because, and those ones I never ever shot because I was like, they're expensive and they're only for self defense, killing somebody. So, yeah, but I did intentionally carry with the idea of self defense in mind and like being ready to kill somebody and training to do that if something ever did happen. Yeah. But, um, so you were
0: ready did you ever have close call? I'm assuming that you never did have to kill anybody.
2: Um, no, I, I drew it once in a situation. It. Yeah, it's downtown. It was like about one or two in the morning, I was leaving my brother's place and I was walking to my car and this this like white truck with two guys in it, like turns its lights on and just starts slowly following me. And then I, I like my senses started going off saying danger, 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 like something like they were actually following me and they'd been waiting outside for some reason so i mean i just started getting into my car and while i was doing that i drew out my gun and racked the slide and then they turned around and they like they just like did a full three or 180 and just sped so off so they
0: saw you do that
2: yeah they saw me do that
0: so that yeah. that was an act of so like that was a exactly a productive act yeah of self-defense
2: yeah that was because i didn't Have to shoot anybody, and in that moment, I was like, If they see it, they'll probably leave because I would have been the one to draw first. So, yeah, but um,
0: wow, that was brilliant! Yeah, okay. So, I mean, you 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 said that that you're you already um, you were brought up in a religious household, Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that like uh, what kind of was it a born again Christian?
2: So, my parents were both raised in Christian households, too. Um, Like, uh, yeah, they were both raised in Christian households. Neither of them were really, um, I would say, born-again Christians. Like, they got a lot more serious about their faith later on in life, um, about the time that they were preparing to get married. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, what do you mean by a born-again Christian household? Like...
1: Well, I,
0: I look at, you know, like, let's let's actually, it doesn't really matter, you know, because I'm, what I'm really wanting to know is what your background is, because it's interesting. I used to think that Christians in general mm-hmm. weren't, didn't carry guns. Yeah. And I know that that's changing a lot. And also, I know that, that I might have been skewed in my, because I didn't really, I was raised a Quaker, yeah, which is not really Christian. It's sort of like quasi Christian, depending yeah. on the r- way you're raised. And I, but one thing about it is that it's. I I was raised as a pacifist. Yeah. So like I, I never, I just thought killing a person was always
2: wrong. Yeah. So for me, that, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. go yeah. So oh, okay. yeah. For you. Yeah. So for me, my parents are actually pacifists themselves. They are like anti-violence, anti, like, I wouldn't say anti-guns, like, I guess they they believe in the right to own a gun, like, you know, the American way, all that, but they, I was actually, when I was carrying, I was forbidden from wearing a gun. The reason I did end up getting a gun, so I'd been, like, interested in self-defense my entire life. I mean, I was a little kid who, like, Star Wars and, like, Lord of the Rings, Tron, all like, those warrior-type movies and shows, so naturally I wanted to, like, learn self-defense and learn how to do it. So I I think my first self-defense thing I ever did was I took karate for, like, a month as a kid. And then from there I went to fencing, which is sword fighting, um, that sort of thing. And uh, I did a little bit of UFC training with a friend once at the college, and that was fun. But, yeah, I always, What's like... What's UFC? Um, ultimate fighting something. It, it's basically, like... Um, it's like boxing if there's like basically no rules and you just put two people in an octagon and they beat the crap out of each other until one of them can't beat no more. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, um, yeah. I I was always kind of like paranoid, I guess, and like ultra aware of my surroundings, like one like thinking everybody's kind of out to get me, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, what eventually made me decide to pull the trigger, pardon my pun, on getting a gun is um, I was in a pretty toxic relationship for about four years as a teenager up until like eight nine months ago something like that and um, my ex's family was very strongly like conservative christians no conservative at the beginning christian at the end and um i don't know i kind of felt a little bit like there wasn't like any explicit pressure to get a gun but like I mean, the dad carried, the brother in law carried. Right. And were, like, it was very much a gun centered household. And I was like, well, I'm a man who wants to be part of his family. I should carry. And I, yeah, so I started doing that. Um, it is an ex- carrying is an experience. I'll tell you that. It's so when I started doing it, I was 18. Um, that's the legal age to carry open carry in Arizona. So you can't conceal carry. I eventually ended up concealed carrying either way but um, open carrying you can like feel the fear from people like you will walk down a street and people will, will like sometimes just walk out of your way to avoid you mm. kids look at you like something scary like part of it probably was that I was a kid with a gun versus an adult with a gun I know some people mm. feel safe when there's an adult with a gun in a room I personally am like indifferent to it I'm like okay he's got a gun good, good for him but like For me, it was kind of—I don't know—having a gun on my hip was like an instant way to manhood in my mind. Like it made me feel like a man. Like my uh, ex's dad, he always taught me like, like fear is respect. Like he was like very, very like purposefully scary to people. Like he liked being the guy with like the resting bitch face in the corner and that sort of thing. Like bullet head, like. all all sorts of stuff like that. Like he enjoyed that. And you say the resting bitch. Yeah, it's like it's I just mean, like a, an expression that never changes. It's just like scary. So it's just like, like <laughs> yeah, you know, it just like looks like they're yeah, always displeased Yeah, it's like the, the, the <laughs> ultimate man, really. Yeah, and it's I mean, how
0: it's presented to yeah, us. Yeah,
2: it's like how we're supposed to be, like carrying a gun, like big burly beard, bald, all yeah, that whole deal. So I was like people fear me now therefore I have respect therefore I'm a man I have a good job I'm a man like that sort of thing but um, once I got out of that relationship and once I started feeling convicted about my I guess um, overly conservative and Republican ways I'd realized that that had become my religion I bowed to a flag not a god
0: okay let me let me let's go back so okay uh, you um, you weren't raised, like, were your parents, like, um, you know, quote, <laughs> conservative, like, I, actually, I don't really like the that word conservative, because it doesn't mm-hmm. really mean that much. It it's doesn't like, really describe everyone it. Everyone has though. different, there's so many different yeah. ways to be conservative. Right? Well,
2: lib- so it's like, Like, identifying as, like, Republican is how I mean it. and Right, with- but, and
0: then there's another, I mean, like, I think that there's, a, there's, there's Republican, mm-hmm. and, and somebody was actually calling it MAGA Republican.
2: Yes, MAGA Republican is the kind that I have an issue with. My parents were never anything like that. They're like conservative in their beliefs because of certain issues like abortion or things that go against our Christian faith. Like Mm. that's to the degree that they get political. Or freedoms like being able to homeschool. Like I was homeschooled. My siblings were homeschooled.
0: See, that's another, like to me, like that's kind of a hippie thing. Homeschooling. Right. So it's like the opposite of
2: conservative yeah
0: so it's like that's a perfect example where yeah it's just things, a very
2: loose definition I it, guess. it means
0: nothing and I think that uh and the fact that like even some of my favorite media outlets continue to use conservative liberal
2: right left yeah. extreme right you know and all this <clears> stuff and I think
0: we got to just talk about what's really going on
2: yeah for me if I like use the term like conservative throughout this interview I'm Basically, we're going to be talking about like the MAGA people, like the people who are like downtown every Tuesday, waving their Trump should've won things or F Biden or that that okay, sort of so thing. Okay, so let's but let's actually just
0: say that we'll mm-hmm. just say MAGA.
2: Okay, MAGA. So we'll go with MAGA. because yeah. I think that really is a yeah, uh, it's it's an entire sect like
0: yeah. I mean, there's there's a belief system that goes with that.
2: Yeah, it's almost a religion in and of itself. But yeah, yeah. I was very much a MAGA before, like. I would, was like all about kissing Trump's ass and like what the man could do no wrong and every I hung on to his every word and the and American this is before way before you became like a really devout Christian. This is before I came a devout became a devout Christian like before I mean I was raised in a Christian household like it like Christianity was all faith those were all very important concepts but I believed in God and I knew a good bit about God. But I didn't know God. So it's I kind of describe it like this. Like, Mm. you know how you can, like, get obsessed with a celebrity and you can watch, like, interviews and, like, read their Wikipedia page and you can feel like you know them. You know a lot about that celebrity, but you do not know that celebrity. There's no relation there. So I was very much in... That's beautiful.
0: I love that. I love that metaphor.
2: Yeah. I was like, I I got it um, while reading a book called Knowing God and I was like, huh. This is, like, actually going through the process of relationship versus, a like, versus – okay, like, how how I kind of put it is a lot of modern-day Christianity is caught up in legalism and rules, and religion is not rules. Religion is a relationship with a god. Like, so rules are part of it, but the reason the rules are there is because, like, in a relationship there are going to be rules. Like, because the rules are there, so you do not hurt the other person in the relationship.
0: Right, right. I just, I have to jump in because I really feel like the reason I wanted to interview you mm-hmm. was because I just immediately felt a <laughs> kinship, like, like that I, I feel, you know, religious mm-hmm. about music. Yeah. And it's the, it's the same thing with the rules. Yeah. And, and there's a difference between following the rules and living the truth. Exactly. Of, of and, and knowing there's a difference between studying music mm-hmm. and knowing music yeah exactly and to know music is to know people yeah I believe so like we could you know it's interesting because like I, I used to like in, in New York I, I played with this gospel you know group mm-hmm. and we toured around but it played in like New York storefronts and yeah and I was not a Christian <laughs> at all but I, but they wanted me because I, I, I did feel it, like I mm-hmm. really felt it, and I, I was totally there. Yeah. But I would change, like they talked. They had like a song, you know, I was on my way, and the devil came. You know, I was on yeah. my way to church, and the, de- you know, uh, I walked away to serve the Lord. Like I turned around, and you know, yeah. But to me, like that's that's the human struggle. Like mm-hmm. I deal with that all the time. Like turning to truth yeah you know and and falsehood like being contracted with falsehood which is really it's just not something that that might like in a celebrity for instance like following a celebrity thinking you know and I've gotten hooked in with celebrities and thinking okay now I'm in yeah and then realizing I didn't know them at all
2: exactly yeah
0: Right. And so, like, this is like, I love this so much because I can see how interconnected it is. And I can see, okay, so it's sort of like a six degrees of separation because Mm -hmm. here we are. You (coughs) went through the whole MAGA thing. Yeah. And you went through the whole gun thing. And I'm really connecting with where you are now. Mm -hmm. So it's just one step away. Like, it wasn't that of a big leap for you,
2: really, was it? Or mm. tell me, so, you know? here's. So it was and it wasn't. So, like, I had the foundation of Christianity in that I had the knowledge, <clears throat> I had the atmosphere. I was going to church. But, um, man, a big, like, so basically what happened, what made me turn around, so, like, about a month or so after I'd gotten out of that relationship and I was starting to realize, like, how bad every, it Truly was. Um, I was sitting in church, I can't even tell you what our pastor was talking about because like I just got the thought in my head, and I still to this day believe that it was God talking to me that said, If I came down here today and came and spoke to you and told you your heart, what would you do? And I was like I thought it through and I was like, Well, I'm one private son bitch. So if Jesus came well, down What
0: what what Huh?
2: Primal, pridal, or prideful, sorry. Yeah, prideful. Yeah. Prideful. Okay, yeah. Pr- prideful. Primal. <laughs> but um yeah, and I thought to myself, if Jesus came down here, well, who's Jesus? I started thinking about everything that he had done in the Bible, that, like and I thought about God's Now, heart. was this
0: what church was this?
2: Um this is solid rock.
0: Okay, so you would already start
2: going. Yeah, I already oh. started going there, but it was still very surface based and this is like the moment i started actually delving deep and you were
0: still carrying at that point
2: um yeah actually i w- still was yeah i had a gun on me right when that happened but in the church yeah yeah i thought hey if somebody tries to shoot up this church i'll shoot them up so that's my mentality but um yeah basically i realized that if jesus came down jesus is loving and like he hates sin yes but not the sinner and i'd come to hate both and I, in fact, hated the people more than the stuff that they were doing when it mm-hmm. came to, like, um, let's say, L- LGBTQ or BLM or all these people, like, MAGAs are taught to despise, like, want them to go to hell level of now, despising And them, then you but, used
0: the word taught. So, like, do you feel like... So, like, there's, like, a doctrine I feel like, there's, of the MAGA
2: world. Yeah, there's definitely a doctrine to the MAGA world. It is, And, and there's a teaching.
0: So, like, you could join the MAGA world mm-hmm. and not, but still needs to be taught.
2: Yeah, because the MAGA world is, I mean, basically the god of the MAGA world, as I would put it, is Donald Trump and the American way and the founding fathers and all that stuff. And some of those things are good, but it's when you take them too far to an obsession, to, a, to an idol, to something that's above God Himself in your mind that mm. they become so toxic and so dangerous because you're living your life based on what you want, based on your own desires. But if you're living a life for God, and I'm not saying that I don't live for my own desires still or anything like that because that's still a massive issue with me, but I've no, noticed you're a the, human being, yeah. I, n- I noticed the biggest change though <clears throat> is, is my heart and what I'm in my thought process because before. My thought process was, oh, this is a good thing, so it doesn't affect anyone negatively, so it's fine, right? And now my thought process is, why do I want this? Like, is this a selfish desire? And a lot of the time it is. And then I have to get my heart in the right place before I do the good thing because I don't want the good thing to be about me. I don't want it to be pleasing my sinful desires, so to speak, in my heart. I want them to be pleasing to God.
0: Now but when you do these things, I know we're going places. I yeah, didn't
2: expect, we're but I mean, but it's good because if you're
0: cool with it, because like when you go to these places mm-hmm. that you you you're calling them sinful, yeah, right, and I I can I relate to that, and I and I I, I think I know what you mean. Is there a, do you do you feel like any sense of
2: shame? Do you feel like you are messing up? Here's the thing. I don't. I don't think shame is po- is a good thing. Like I like even throughout Christianity, even though a lot of people make shame a part of Christianity, it's not how God intended it to be. So shame, I think, distances us from God. And I used to feel a lot of shame. I used to like be like, "Oh, I'm such a piece of crap." Like, look at me doing this or look at me doing that. But I you kind of just have to come to the mentality of that Jesus died for your sins, and yeah, you're going to screw up. You can try your hardest not to, and you should try your hardest not to, but the reason you should be trying hard not to is not because of your shame. It's not because of your guilt. It's not because you don't want to go to hell. It's because you have a relationship with this loving God, and you don't want to hurt him, just like you wouldn't want to hurt your friend or your wife or your brother or your sister. You wouldn't do things like that.
0: But also, do you feel like... You wouldn't want to hurt yourself because ultimately, yeah, some of these things they feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have this one song, the, the very end is called <laughs> Going to the Dark Side. Wow. <laughs> That's... It's intense. Yeah. You know, it's intense. like I do it with a sort of a sense of humor, but it actually comes from a very dark place. Yeah. So, where, you know, where I was when I wrote the song. Yeah. But the end, the last verse is Go to the Dark Side. I wish that you could come along. But I got to do this trip. I got to do this trip. I got to do this sad and lonely, self-defeating, bridge-burning, bad attitude, bringing hurt myself, things feel good, temporarily, sometimes
2: not at all trip, all alone. That makes so much sense to me. Like how I kind of describe that is you can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness and self-pity. And that's what shame is. Shame is almost addicting because it's a call to not try harder. It's a call to not be better. It's a call to accept... Your evilness and your hatred and everything that's bad within you, and just cut yourself off from everyone else is the solution not try to make yourself better not to not to try to serve people better it's very me centric and that that's I think what is so damaging about it is how self obsessive shame actually is because like there's the self obsessive that everyone usually thinks of, which is you know like oh I'm so great, look at me, I'm amazing and yeah. then there's The one that everyone thinks is okay, just because you're not saying you're amazing. It's the opposite. It's saying you're a piece of shit. Right. Even when some. it's saying things and believing things that sometimes are not true, but sometimes are true, but the true ones you don't want to change.
0: Right. Okay, so I want to ask you another thing. Tell me, what does that mean? Jesus died for our
2: sins. So I'm going to ramble a little bit here. So (laughs) just... um. Because I'm like thinking as I'm talking. Right, right. Because I think
0: it's a really difficult concept. It's a
2: very difficult concept to think of, and honestly, it's been one that I've been like reading through and struggling a lot with lately. Just like, why did Jesus have to die? Um, Like, couldn't God have just been like snapped his fingers? It's all good now. Or like, um, how does Jesus dying on the cross, like, actually save us? And I think what goes behind that is that it is impossible for us to live a life, the life that Jesus did, like free from sin, like only he could have done it, because from birth, we're sinful. So um, Jesus dying on the cross was like the sacrificial lamb, like in the Old Testament days, they would sacrifice a lamb, and that lamb would bear the weight of their sins. That's kind of how it goes. It doesn't exactly make a lot of sense. And I'm still learning my theology, so I can't exactly Mm -hmm. explain that. At the moment, but um, basically, an innocent man took the blame versus us doing it because he loved us. Like, kind of think of it like this: so, say, like your wife does something absolutely awful, like she's completely at fault. Like, she let's she she killed somebody, right? Yeah, she killed right. somebody yeah. who was innocent, and she did something bad, but you love her. Like so much and you know who she is that you take the blame for it. You take the fall. You take the jail time. You take the death sentence even because you love this person so much that you want them to have a second chance to improve themselves. Like that that's thats kind of the best analogy I can think of. Off- that,
0: that's interesting because like I, I actually look at – I question it because to me it's sort of like – you're not giving her the opportunity to own her own shit. Mm-hmm. You're sort of let, you're, you're letting her off. Yeah. And you're saying... So she gets to do this stuff. And, like, you do it once. I mean, let's say it's not killing somebody, mm-hmm. but let's say it's stealing. Yeah. Okay? So then it could be like, well, he's going to take the fall from me. Let me just do it again because it's so easy.
2: Yeah, well... And I
0: think some... Some people do that. Some people
2: definitely do that. But with with Jesus. That's where the relational aspect comes in. And that's what I think kind of being saved comes down to at the end of the day is your relationship with God. Like, do you truly know him? Because I mean, if you think about it, like Satan, he knew Jesus. He knew God just fine. He knew them. But he still chose. Like, you still have an ability to choose, if that makes sense. So I think the choice itself about what you do after that, like you're still going to sin, yeah, but it's about coming to God with your sin and owning that sin, not just continuing it and being unrepentant
0: okay i'm gonna I'm gonna throw in another thing, okay the closest I come to that is Martin Luther King mm-hmm. I feel like Martin Luther King died for our sins, and I and I know this would be hearsay to some a lot mm-hmm. of people, and so I know I'm safe I can say it with you and this is just a viewpoint Yeah, it's not something that I even like hold on to yeah, for dear you. life you know it's just like it makes sense to me because mm-hmm. we are our country is built on sin yeah in the sense of stealing land wiping out the inhabitants you know our yeah. whole and continuing to drop bombs on
2: other countries i mean even the revolution was i mean we killed people because we didn't want to pay more money for like tea like whatever like it was mainly based on money and i don't want to be told what to do
0: right and it was rich people
2: yeah and there was a lot of division and then of course
0: slavery and
2: yeah like
0: which is like is incredible sin yeah you know it's hard to fathom and so like um uh all these things that we live with and we continue to live with, and we are still the richest country in the world, although that's changing. But, you know, and there's a reason for that. We wouldn't be rich if we didn't do all these sinful things. Exactly. If, yeah. if we didn't go. So, like, we've established dominance through violence. Yeah. Right? So, um, and, and I'm, I'm benefiting. I'm privileged, you know. Yeah, I'm me just too. about as privileged as a white man. Yeah. As privileged as, as it could be. So um, I feel like I reflect on his death. Like when I think about death,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think about <laughs> Martin Luther King a lot. You know, when I think about my own death, like yeah. and sometimes it comes up, this fear. And I think about Martin Luther King was willing to die for our sins. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's more current to me. Yeah, And it's something, and, and I want to rise to that. Like I do feel like in theory I'm willing to die. Yeah. For uh, the sins of of society mm-hmm. now, and I don't know if I if it push comes to shove whether I'd like run with my tail between my legs or not. Yeah. But I know that that's that's the position I feel I want to be. Yeah. So, you know, just like. Do you do you, does that make any sense to you? Like it seems like it does. Yeah, it kind of made the concept
2: doesn't make sense.
0: Right, right. But In would that, you do you think that there's any comparison bes- between Martin Luther King and,
2: and Jesus? Jesus? Um, I think
0: because he was a sinner. There's yeah. no question about it. Who? Like, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Oh yeah, yeah. He lived. He did a lot of things.
2: Yeah, I think. there. That's an interesting that you could, thought. You could
0: say. You know, yeah. I, I wouldn't... Actually, I don't want to say he was a sinner. I want to say he was fallible. Well, I think every, know, but, a human, everybody's a sinner, right? like he if was, you think about it. Everybody's done
2: messed and, up crap, And particularly,
0: but. like, when you're famous, mm-hmm. it sort of brings out... It's very hard to not act out on the fame.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of... Because the killing of Martin Luther King was, like, very unjust. Like, it was almost... I don't know, like, it wasn't done for an exact purpose except to get him to show... Like, with Jesus, I guess, my thoughts on that is, like, he took the wrath of God, like... And when I say wrath, God's wrath is just, as in, we did bad things that we are told not to do, so therefore, I mean, we do deserve the right punishment. Not punishing us would be, like... I don't know, like, if you just let your bratty kid get away with whatever he wants to do and just never punished him, never corrected him, never gave him, like, any opportunity to, you know, turn around and choose. I don't think God makes bad things happen to us. I'm not saying that. But I do think that Jesus took that just wrath and the reason that he could take it, not a human, because Jesus was perfect. He's the one who had not sinned. He's the one who did lead a perfect life, and the rest of us did. So with Martin Luther King, I think he died because of sin and to prevent future sin. So in a way that, that does kind of resonate with Jesus, because he died for sin and to save us from future sin. So in a way, I do kind of, yeah, I'm starting to now that I talk about it, I'm certain to right. your parallels I, there. I, yeah. I really,
0: and I, I just want to say, I really appreciate your 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 honesty and your willingness to, to take chances with language mm-hmm. and to say things <clears throat> like not knowing exactly, because I'm fishing too. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's really refreshing, you know, because like I was going to say, for instance, that from what I know, I don't really know much about, I, I, you know, we didn't study the Bible, yeah. in my childhood. so, but I, I, you know from what I know, like Jesus was a Jew. like yeah. he was and the Romans were uh, empire, like yeah. they were dominant mm-hmm. and they were oppressive to Jews. yeah, and uh, Jesus was preaching about equality, yeah, and and like uh, he was, he said, you know, as far as I know, he said, a rich man has as much chance to get in heaven as a camel through the head of a, to the
2: eye of a needle. Is yeah. that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that. And I well, mean, I that's, so that's, a, that's a heavy thing to say. Pretty much everything Jesus said was like super heavy things to say, at least yeah. the, ones, the things that are recorded in the Bible. Everything that he would say to me would upset me. I would hate the son of God. I would hate the guy that died for my sins because he would be hanging out with everybody that I hated. He right. would be telling me that I was wrong, and it would get to my pride, and I would have been, and I would have been expecting him, you know, like at the time, like be what the Jews thought he would be—a great political leader, come kick the Romans' butt. In my case, I was like, "You'll come kick Joe Biden's butt." Like in the Bible, it says, "Respect your governing authorities," and the only grounds that you have to disobey them is if they're saying you can't worship God. If they're trying to keep you from having a relationship with God, like that's the only freedom we're guaranteed. I believe in a God-given freedom to be able to worship Him and have a relationship with Him and have a relationship with others. Everything else beyond that, I believe, to be a luxury because as Christians, we're called to that as the highest thing in our lives. Everything beyond that, we can deal with. I mean, like there were Christians in communist countries where persecution was going on, Christians during the time of Rome. Like, nowhere in the Bible does it say we are guaranteed the kind of freedom that we have in America. It is a privilege and a luxury that we have it, yeah, but I don't like it when people say, oh, this is something that, like, God told me I could have or something like that. It's like, no, God told you you could have faith in him through the hard times. You could have faith in him during the persecution that you would put your own personal comfort aside and follow him and defend others, like.
0: And what does he give you for that?
2: Well, uh, eternity with him, getting to know the best being ever. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. I mean, to hang
0: out with God.
2: Yeah, hanging out with God. I mean, that's that's the eternal reward right there. It's not even getting to live forever, because if you think about it, giving, getting to live forever, that would be hell. I mean, that would suck to a point. It'd be nice at first, but eventually you'd want something more, even if that something was death. But with God, I mean, it's an eternity of getting to know the God of the universe. I mean, you need an eternity to do that.
0: So, but are are you? So you could have that eternity can can exist in the moment. Yeah. So, like, you can know, like, God. It's really about the. The the now yeah it's about now I would say that's the gift yeah the gift is to is to know God now
2: yeah and right now like this is like kind of something that I just thought of so I'm just freewheeling right now yeah we always exist in eternity because no matter what you're gonna live forever one way or another just the difference is are you gonna be separated from God or are you going to be with Him like. That's kind of what it comes down to. But either way, you're living in an eternity, and it's kind of what eternity you live in is what you make of it. So right, right, yeah.
0: So anyway, um, because I don't want to like make this podcast too long.
2: Yeah, I got you.
0: And I really so I want to focus because actually, what do you think? I I had this idea for this, uh, the name of this. What's that? It's just off the t- And you just tell me what you think immediately. All right. From from guns to God.
2: I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. That's perfect.
0: Because that's what I, I... So I'm here. I'm getting like this This picture,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know? And it's a really... It's a great uh, story. Like, it really like... I, I feel it. I really mm-hmm. feel it, you know? Um, even though I lived such a different life, you know, yeah. as a Quaker. Um, but... Um, but there's kind of a doctrine that I grew up with. Yeah. So, but um but I mean um so you got into this maga thing partly because of the through this relationship. Like yeah. you really wanted to you wanted this relationship.
2: Yeah, very much so. I mean, I bought a ring, so yeah, it was got serious, it. but Yeah, it that I don't want to talk too much about that because I mean, the people live in this town, I don't want like anything bad happening to them. Like,
0: and it's not really about them,
2: it's not about them. No, it's about like every decision I made in that relationship was still my decision to make, and I chose the wrong one at pretty much every damn turn. But at the end of it, I don't regret too much of it because number one, dodged a bullet, number two. I came out on the other end with, I'm going to be honest, I came out on the other end broken. I was broken in myself, and my heart was broken. I didn't trust people anymore, and I was left to turn to God. Like I think God takes the bad things that evil brings about in life, and he turns around for his glory and his good to draw us closer to him. I don't think God makes bad things happen, as I said before. like I don't think he made me go through that. Everything that happened there was because of them and because of me. But I do think that he took it and worked it around in the end and said, "You screwed up, yeah, but I'm gonna take your screw up and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make you come closer to me. I'm gonna give you something yeah. because I love you."
0: Yeah, right, right, and that's the beauty of it because, like, because I think that God is beyond good and bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like God doesn't make things good, and God doesn't make things bad. And when I say God. You know what I mean because some of you don't use that word. Mm-hmm. And but I think that you I think we all kind of know what what we mean. Yeah. You know, there's so many different ways to talk about about God. If we were to consider like that's the name of this podcast mm-hmm. is from guns to God. We spent a lot of time talking about both mm-hmm. guns and God yeah. and the transition. So now you don't feel a
2: need to carry a gun no here's the thing is when i was carrying a gun part of the re there's a few reasons i felt convicted about it but one of the main ones is i had all of my trust in a piece of metal on my hip and my ability to use it that's where my trust for my safety was it wasn't in god it wasn't in faith it was just about me and also when you get to the new testament and this is very much an overlooked verse that's like thrown around in sunday school a lot but is never actually applied he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And that is like such a cool verse to me, because that's when Jesus was like flipping the script. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't do that no more because I came. This is like the big difference maker right here. You don't have to kill anymore. I'm here for you. Like, right? You don't have to kill. Yeah, you don't have to kill. I love that. Like and you can, you're released. Yeah. You're released from this. You're released from yeah. killing. And also you're released from fear, from death. Because why do you kill? Because you're afraid of death. You're afraid of others dying. You're afraid of yourself dying. That would be a perfect place to break into
0: Down by the Riverside.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, And you know that song? Uh, Possibly. Here, sing it for me real quick. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down
1: by the riverside. Yeah, I know
2: that one. Down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield. Down by the riverside. I don't know the chords for. Where the chords at? Okay, so if
0: I we were just singing in the key of C just now.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see here. Down by the riverside. And
0: this, you know, was originally a gospel song. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a, there's a line, you know, in one of the versions. Walk. I'm going to walk with the Prince of Peace. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's which see.
0: That, that's Jesus, right? Uh-huh. Yep, that would be yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and study war no more. I'm going to walk with the actual Prince of Peace himself. Mm-hmm.
2: And study of... war no more. Yeah, it's kind of blowing, like mind-blowing, isn't it? Like...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And actually... Uh, C is a good key.
1: Okay, um, what would the chords be for that then? So I'm going to CC F. Study war no more. Now see war no more. G. do not study war no more. C. so no more. C. F. Gon't study war no more. I ain't going not study war no more. I ain't G. Gon't study war no more. No. No. Okay.
0: So this is a song that we do at the square, if you want to come down, people. I'm going to
1: let you go. Okay. I'm going to lay, lay down. I, I, I mean, C now?
0: That seems weird. Huh? I'm
1: going to lay down. My soul so what is shield. It sounds like
0: it's the wrong key. <clears throat> it Suddenly.
1: is? Suddenly. Huh. Let's try G again. Lay Gonna lay down my soul and shield Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Gonna lay down my
2: soul and shield Okay,
0: let's do it again All right Okay, because you now, you changed the... You're looking at the chords, and you have the chords
2: Yeah, I have the chords right here Great So, my chord, when it says D, it's actually D7 instead D7? Yeah Yeah, D7 Okay. Yeah, D D D
0: seven can always be just played as a D, but D doesn't always work as a D seven. Okay. But in this case, because this song is in the key of G, I'm just going to give you a little music theory. Okay. So like the five chord. Yeah. The seven usually always works, and you know the five chord. It, what the five chord is
2: I actually don't know yeah
0: so the five chord like we're in the key of G mm-hmm. so G is the one chord yeah G A B C, D, mm-hmm. five, Oh, those including yeah. the G yeah. so D is five is the five G is the Excuse one
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh C is the four so this oh. song is a one four five song it's got a one a four and a five okay that makes a lot of sense and the five chord most of the time Works well with a seven. Okay, sweet. Yeah.
2: You ready? Yes, sir. All right. Let's...
1: One, two, a one, two, three. I'm gonna lay down, down my son and shield, shield down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside, I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield. Down by the riverside and study, he war no more. I ain't gonna study, war no more. I ain't gonna study, war no more. I ain't gonna study, war no more. I ain't, no more. I ain't gonna study war no more I ain't gonna study war no more I ain't gonna study war no more I'm gonna walk with the Prince of Peace Down by the riverside Down by the riverside down by the riverside, gonna walk with the Prince of Peace. Down by the riverside and study the war no, study war, no study war, no study war no more. I ain't gonna 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 study war no more, I ain't gonna study war no more, I ain't gonna study war no more. more. I'm gonna lay down my burden. I'm gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I'm gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside instead of my river. Alright. Steady war no more. Gonna go steady war no more. I ain't gonna study, war no more. I ain't gonna study, war no more. I Whoa, no more. I love everybody I see. I'm gonna love everybody I see. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by i'm gonna love everybody i see down, down by the riverside down by the, the river I all together now i ain't gonna study war no more 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 I ain't gonna study you no more. more. No, no, no more. Everybody, music, it's an ancient genre, and the latest craze. Everybody Music It's a human revolution Not a passing phase Cause everybody is a musical body Designed from the ground up to connect and everyone can be a music gardener All you got to do is sow seeds of music wherever you go Don't forget to word them, huh? Everybody music It's us! Awesome.